Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins will be back next week. Okay, there's a lot to get to today. I know uh, you had a clip from CNN. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to start with that. I haven't heard it, but you're saying this host is shocked to find out that not every place allows crime like New York? Yeah, this is uh, this is hilarious. This actually kind of made my day because there it was almost like a moment of clarity that a couple of CNN hosts had. So we all saw the shocking footage of the illegal immigrants beating up a couple of New York City cops the other day. Yes. Um, It's infuriating. Yeah, they were all arrested, then released without bail. One of these guys, he's flipping the double birds as he's walking out of the courtroom. Uh, Over on CNN, they're kicking around this story and the crime issue overall, especially among some in the asylum seeker uh, population. (laughs) Because a lot of this is organized retail theft. Either they were associates before they got to New York or they got together, they banded together, and they're just going and robbing people and stores and whatnot. Then they're selling it and making some cash. Um, By the way, this is how I know, too. Every time they say asylum seekers, when you know the percentages, it just is another level of dishonesty with these people. Oh, yeah. So they're, because they're not, they don't, what is it, nine, over, well over 90% would never have a chance at being granted asylum. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so their law enforcement analyst on CNN, John Miller, uh, said something that actually shocked the anchors, Erica Hill and Phil Mattingly. Okay, roll it. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Great point. (laughs) There's like three seconds of silence there. They're like, oh. Oh. You mean you... Mm. You mean... They put them in jail there? Some people actually get arrested after committing crimes and they, they have to stay in jail? Isn't that cruel to the asylum seekers? Hmm. That's fantastic. It's funny, too, though, because the the story within the story there is that even the criminals don't want to live in New York City anymore. (laughs) They're they're like, we'll go on. We'll go to New York City to steal stuff. We'll sell it. And then we're going to Florida because New York sucks now. Yeah. I mean, we can enjoy life down there. And then when we got to steal again, we'll come back here. Right. Because what's going to happen if we get caught? Right. Nothing? Okay. Fantastic. That's great. Um, something else you had. 
was just some crazy takes from Morning Joe. Well, I, I don't know if you saw the, the, the story from Axios that was published, but it had to do with Joe Biden. And to preface it, I'll put it this way. Remember how liberal media was freaking out because Donald Trump really liked to watch Fox News a lot, where he'd yeah. be tweeting in real time because he saw something on, on Fox and Friends and mm-hmm. then reacting to it. And all these people were like, oh, my gosh, Fox and Friends is dictating the course of our nation. Oh, my gosh, dictator. Ah! They were all freaking out about this. Well, yes. Axios has a story where, uh, about the obsession that Joe Biden has with MSNBC's Morning Joe. Which, if there is in the morning a more thoroughly insane crew trying to give the news, I don't know where it is. They are unhinged. They are having panic attacks every single day on the air. Well, just as a backstory, it used to be we felt like to know what legacy media was doing and then left-wing media, we would kind of keep an eye on different shows. And I had Morning Joe for a while, and I finally cried uncle, seriously, and said, David, I can't, seriously, I can't do it anymore. Do you want it? And then we decided, who cares in the end? Right. Forget it. We don't need this. We can just sort of (laughs) read what's going on. We don't need to sit through this. So I'm glad that you actually sat through this to bring it to us. Well, I just, I want to, I want to tell you this, Uh, you know, I think it is important now to know what's happening on Morning Joe, because according to the Axios report, Uh, members of the administration specifically go on that show in a specific time. It's like 7 to 7.40 a.m. Eastern because they know for sure that Joe Biden is watching the show, and this is how they push for policy. He is getting policy direction from the two most insane people on television. (laughs) It is crazy. And so I just went in the archive, and I put together a little montage of some of their greatest hits. You're very good at this. All right, let's have some fun. I've got to say, more than any Supreme Court decision I've ever read, there is a violence to the reasoning. I've got to say, Joe Biden. Uh, oh, hold on, a violence to the reasoning. Yeah, to the Dobbs decision. A violence to it. It was violence. Wow. Joe Biden is doing a great job. Now the, uh, Sometimes he has trouble riding a bike. Let's not get started on that. It's called okay. basic stage managing. Right. <clears throat> Jesus never once talked about abortion. And for people perverting what? the gospel of Jesus Christ down to one issue, it's heresy. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm, no wonder Biden loves this. This is, this is what the president of the United States is watching every morning. And making decisions off of this is how he this is how he's operating. So it's not his devout Catholicism that oh, no. guides him. It's Joe Scarborough, yes, and his wife. Yeah. Okay, got it. Joe Biden is going, you know, risking his life, fighting for Western democracy. The eighteen-year-old guy had a weapon. Risking his life. Yeah. What was that? You mean just by breathing, by going to work every day, by walking downstairs? <laughs> he's risking his life for democracy. Was he talking about him being in Ukraine that time uh, yeah, when that no. whole thing was staged? Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. The 18-year-old guy had a weapon that was more powerful, that was more deadly yeah. than the weapons we gave our troops in Vietnam. Right. These people. Well, hold are- on. What was that? That was the, the Uvalde gunman. Okay. 
talking about how an AR-15 is like more deadly than more deadly than weapons that we gave soldiers in Vietnam. That's ridiculous. That's an absurd statement to make. But also, um, it's fascinating because Joe Biden also then repeated that talking point. <laughs> so, like, this is his daily briefing is watching MSNBC. Wow. Okay. Oh, there's just a few more. These people are crazy as a house rat. Oh, my Jonathan God. <laughs> so he says all that stuff, but he drops that word, and then his wife's like, oh, you can't say that. Oh, Joe. Oh, my goodness. Tonight, oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to let you watch. Wow. It's hard to get more ridiculous than that. Uh, I can try with a story that I saw today. All right. Um, Harvard um, is hosting a gathering to breathe and heal. Okay. This event is to help students grieve uh, Claudine Gay no longer being president of Harvard. People are so down and sad that there's going to be a gathering to breathe and heal. Okay. Is they're having trouble breathing outside of this is it, community? I don't know. Is that, you know, I mean, again, I didn't go to any fancy Harvard or an Ivy League school. I went to the University of North Texas. If you put a gun to my head and said, who was the president of the university when you were there? I, I'd be like, you got to shoot me. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that person probably wasn't a pioneer like Claudine Gay. Well, that's, that's true. Why. Or a serial plagiarist or a raging yes. anti-Semite or whatever. Well, yeah, there is that. Um, the office wrote, for this gathering, we will create a space for us to discuss and process the departure of our former president, Claudine Gay. She's still employed so, by the university, right? Yeah, making over 900 grand. <laughs> okay. Yes, the grief and loss may be connected to our personal lives goes on later in this letter to say national and global unrest harm and violence storms and natural disasters are these increasing times of tension and divide on our campus and in our communities for many of us this grief and loss also includes the resignation of the former president claudine gay after her short tenure it's very sad wow that's put on by the Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging. By the way, and I, you probably saw this story too, um, it got worse for Harvard this week because the chief diversity officer plagiarized their work too. <laughs> Did you see this story? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that story. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to lay this out. It, it gets a little deep in the weeds, but see if you can follow me along. All right. This is Sherry Ann Charleston, the first ever chief diversity and inclusion officer. It's come out plagiarized parts of every publication she wrote at least 40 times total. <laughs> this is all reported by the Washington Free Beacon. Okay. She quoted or paraphrased nearly a dozen other academics without proper attribution in her 2009 dissertation. Okay. Charleston's only peer-reviewed journal article, which was written in 2014 with her husband, lifted parts from a 2012 study, which you can't do, that her husband published and then presented it as new research. Okay? You okay. following so far? Yeah. Now, her husband, LeVar Charleston, is the deputy vice chancellor for diversity and inclusion at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Now, the wife, she... Uh, was previously assistant 
Vice for Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Chief Affirmative Action Officer at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So in the 2014 article she wrote, which was published in the Journal of Negro Education, their words, not mine, even interviews with black computer science students from the 2012 study showed up word for word. <laughs> the 2014 article also listed the same methods, findings, and descriptions of survey subjects as the older study. That's when they analyzed the whole thing. Uh, Peter Wood, what a name, the head of the National Association of Scholars. His name is Peter Wood? Yes. The kind of guy Anthony Weiner looks at and says, man, I wish I would have had a cool name like that. <laughs> anyway, said the 2014 paper appears to be entirely counterfeit. Mm -hmm. This is research fraud, pure and simple. And so, again, it got worse for Harvard this week. And again, that is the first ever chief diversity and inclusion officer at Harvard also busted for plagiarism. Almost, so as they're having the gathering to breathe and heal today, yeah. I guess they can keep her in their thoughts, too. I don't know if they pray or not. I'm not sure. It's almost like that whole thing is a fraud. <laughs> Isn't it? Wow. <laughs> Who could have called that one? <laughs> it's, it's amazing, man. Um, and now what we're hearing from our government about Iran, which you won't believe. Straight ahead. Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. All right. 
the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, he'll be back next week. Okay, so our intelligence officials said something about Iran. What do they say? Yeah. Well, we're waiting to see how the Biden administration will respond to Iran-backed militias uh, attacking our assets and people in the Middle East as the uh, as the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict becomes broader in scope. And now three of our soldiers are dead. And so the United States is going to uh, be retaliating in some sort. Of course, then the Biden administration turns around and says, we do not seek war with Tehran. Sorry, they do, though, apparently. So at some point, you do have to hit back. I don't know what that looks like. And thankfully, well, the question's been asked. I don't know how many times it was to Biden, to Kamala. Yeah. You know, what's the message to Iran? Don't. Don't. Remember, don't. Or don't. what? Well, they, they keep doing it. Yeah. Well, now this is almost like working the refs now. Uh, intelligence officials. OK, intelligence officials. Yeah. Have calculated that leadership in Iran. Do you know they don't really have full control over their proxy groups in the Middle East? Oh, come on. So, I mean, they provide the weapons and maybe some training and maybe a little guidance, but but they're not totally in on every attack. They're just like the big idea guy, okay? They're not they're not they're in the trenches, you know. It, again, it's a get out of jail free card uh to Iran that's being what are we doing put out there. Behind all of the Hamas stuff? It's pretty well documented. My goodness, I don't understand it. And it goes back to Obama with the Iran deal. And so many of us at the time said, what are we doing? How does this make any sense at all? And then we just freed up the money again. This was, you know, months ago now, the $6 billion. And we ask, wait a second. What are we doing giving Iran $6 billion? You know where that's going to go. And it was John Kirby, White House spokesperson. What's he saying, you know? It's uh, not just $6 billion that uh, Iranians are just going to be able to write checks to whenever they want. Matt was right. They can only use this money for humanitarian purposes. Okay. Oh. All right. Until Lester Holt, you know, talks to the Iranian president. Do you believe you have the right to use that money in any way that you see fit? This money belongs to the Islamic Republic of Iran, and naturally, we will decide, the Islamic Republic of Iran will decide to, to spend it wherever uh, we need it. And however we want. And what are right. you going to do about right, exactly. it? Exactly. And I go back to there are two different things, because I think you can be an adult in the room and also say that a, uh, you know, a full-out war directly with Iran would be disastrous for everybody involved, and you should try sure. to avoid it at all costs. And I, I understand that. Uh, and I, and if, if I believed or trusted anyone in this administration, I, I would buy it. Um, but in this case, just like with Obama, the one thing you have to remember is that their worldview is fueled by one single thing, is that America is fundamentally bad. Yeah. And if people in Iran, if the Iranian government is mad at us, it's because we must have done something. And they don't see this as anti-American. Well, they, they see this as they are the enlightened ones. Yep. They love living in this country, but they hate this country at a deep level. It is just infuriating the way we handle this and continue to. Same way. Um, you know, speaking of ridiculous, did you see... The adult diaper spa. What? 
that they have in New Hampshire? No. People are kind of freaking out about this? You know, like a diaper spa. What are you talking about? It's this new business in this small town in New Hampshire called the Diaper Spa, where clients wear diapers and pretend to be babies. No. People who are living nearby are like, this some fetish thing? Yeah. No, no, no. no. We're not doing this. It's close to a park. The owner is a licensed therapist, though. Uh-huh. Says that's not what it is. It's for people to get targeted therapy and work out issues from their childhood. Uh, and you have to wear a diaper for that. Yeah, sometimes that's helpful is what they say. Uh-huh. I don't blame the neighbors saying, keep the kooks away from here. You crazy? Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, if do, there's one. Do they poop in the diapers? It doesn't say. I don't know. I heck is wrong with people sorry everything else just kind of vacated my brain as i'm no, trying to figure this out you know i think you and i are in the same boat in this david you would uh, advise people going through some different things you know counseling can be very helpful yes but you got to be very careful of who you pick as a counselor yeah. because there are a ton of kooks out there sure there are if they say hey what do you think about sizing up for a diaper freaking run that's where yeah yeah right that's when you want to get out of there. They start talking about rattle therapy. That's where you run for the hills. <laughs> uh, DeSantis is sending troops to Texas. We got that. A whole lot more coming up right here. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley. <clears throat> David Van Camp. Scott Robbins. We'll be back next week. Probably saw where Republican Governor Ron DeSantis out of Florida announced that he is sending members of the Florida National Guard and Florida State Guard to Texas to help Governor Greg Abbott stop the invasion of illegal aliens flooding into his state. What do you think of that, David? Yeah, I mean, the Florida National Guard, I think, has had personnel there for a while. But it's, you know, I'm I'm appreciative of him and other governors who are committing to uh, sending more resources, especially in the event that Joe Biden decides to hijack the Texas National Guard. You know, it's getting played out of media, and you probably saw coverage of it. This bill, this immigration bill that they're talking about. And it's very dishonest the way they're presenting all of this. And you're saying there's a Republican that could blow this whole thing up. At least well, a few. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't understand how when they're saying as far as going back to, you know, the Trump policy, the remain in Mexico. Oh, we can't have that. that that's like a non-starter for some people. But that's what we're talking about overall, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you're saying, hey, we cap it at 5,000 uh, catch and releases a day, then you are where, where are they going to go? They're going to remain in Mexico, which is something that Joe Biden could do right now with a pen. And then they portray it as, well, and Donald Trump is standing in the way. Right. He, he doesn't want to see Biden get a win. No, he doesn't want it because it's not effective. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, I, the point's been made. Nobody has read this bill. Apparently, the, the proposal is going to be published uh, sometime today, I think this evening. 
So we'll see what all the details are. But what's been coming out so far, it, it is kind of unacceptable to me. Like, th- this is not a time, and I understand you could say, well, the, the Republicans don't have the Senate, and they barely control the House, and they don't mm-hmm. control the White House, so compromise needs to be made. Nope, you can just say no. Yeah, Absolutely. but think about the politics of it. Think about the politics of it. Republicans are winning the argument. Well, and legacy media is going to lie about it no matter what. Yeah. It's, so I don't know that that matters. But again, in the end, you want to protect the border. It just does not make sense to me. And, you know, we've mentioned this so many different times of, you know, following news every day. And you pointed it out earlier, you know, legacy media lies all the time. You know, we're not the only ones. There have been other people that let's just say we're at the very least left leaning that all of a sudden saw the light. And I wanted to bring this to you. I don't think you've heard this yet. This was Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew Pinsky? Yeah. Talking with Dave Rubin. And as he was saying this, I'm like, holy smokes, man. We've had this conversation on the show I don't know how many times. And this happened to him. And I'll just roll it for you. I, I, I've realized that everything in the in the news is BS. Everything. There, there is nothing that I can consume on any legacy media that I can trust. And that is shocking. And that's disturbing. And it makes you wonder how long it's been going on for. And I'm concerned it might have been a very long time. Yeah. I think, David, you and I started having those conversations around 2015. Yeah. And then, you know, all through the Trump presidency. And I don't remember exactly what day it was. It's like, no, they lie on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not like they made a mistake. They lie on purpose. Yeah. And it, not even just an agenda. It's not even just, you know, an angle. Like they're, they lean to the left or they are outright liberal. But it is actually deception that's been used. Yes. By the way, another clip from that um, <laughs> where he says he, he can't believe that at this age that he'd be fighting for free speech in the United States. Yeah. But that's where he finds himself. It, interesting. It, this, is, this is a time where I didn't realize how much speech was being su- suppressed. Uh, how much was being manipulated, how much... Uh, th- then what happened after that was the Twitter files and yep. they started seeing what was going on. And it's just, it just been... Uh, to me, th- this is all reprehensible. And what has happened as a result, I don't think I've shifted my political views. I've just really... In the, I never imagined I'd be in this point in my life at this age and place of my career. Freedom and freedom fighting and the courage to stand up for it have been the most important thing in my life right now. And that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I live in the United States of America and I have to f- worry about freedoms. I have to fight for freedom. That is an insanity. And I'm hoping it's something that will pass soon. Yeah. You're hearing more of that all the time. Yeah. And it helps, you know, you know, some of us you are like, am, am I missing something here? You almost question your sanity at times. What am I not seeing? No, it's it really is. And we can get to some other of that later. He talked about a turning point for him was Fauci and the six foot rule with COVID. Going, yeah. what? What is it? What are you talking about? How does that make any sense? There's no science behind that. But anyway, all right, it's that point of the show. We do this every day. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. David, what's your story today? Well, this is making the rounds. It's a video of a young lady. Uh, who is, I don't know, maybe 20, 21, somewhere around there. Um, And she is complaining about how 
she can't afford things. Hmm. And some people are dunking on her, and maybe maybe that'll be your instinct. I'm not going to judge anybody who does. I understand it's it's easy to pile on. I genuinely feel bad for this lady because she's been lied to about what kind of standard of living she can expect when she's right out of the house on her own. Okay. And anyway, here here's a, a part of her rant as she is actually crying while talking about this. All right. Why is it that I have to work 40 hours a week just so I can have a place to live? 40 hours a week makes me $2,000 a month and my rent is 1660. So I, I work 40 Do you want me to listen to the whole thing or like interject? Oh, you can interject. Yeah, that's the first thing. Why do I have to work 40 hours a week? That's the expectation. Did you not expect that? No one taught her that? No. I mean, tell me if I'm... That's the expectation. You got to work hard in life. Yeah, you're going to work hard. I mean, for me, if you're just out of the house, this is like your first job, 40 hours a week? That's it? Yeah. I'm like, well, Honestly, if, you, if you're trying to get ahead because it's competitive, yeah. you got to put in more time than that. Yeah, you do. And, and she goes on talking about her rent right. and her living arrangements. Yeah. So I work 40 hours a week so I can have a two-bedroom apartment and an extra $300 a month. Like, Sorry. Hold on. Why does she need two bedrooms? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. All right. I mean, go my, ahead. That I, does... that, that's the thing. Again, somebody failed her. Oh, yeah. Parents failed her in this case. If you're saying, hey, you know, I'm going to have this job. I'm going to be making, you know, I, I assume somewhere around 15 to $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you can't afford a $1,600 a month two-bedroom apartment. No. That you don't have the work for that. You don't have the money for that. It's, and that should have been common sense, but apparently it's not. It doesn't cover my phone, internet, food, you know. Like, I get off work at 5.30, come home, and I'm just so tired. I'm so tired that, like, anything that I need to do outside of work, I then just push off to, like, the weekend. And I'm like, I'm just too tired to do this after work. I'll wait until Saturday. So then I end up with so much to do on the weekend that ends up having to be split into two days. So then I don't get... A day off. I don't get a day to relax. I don't get to decompress. And I I don't want to do that anymore. I don't know what to do. I'm not. Oh my goodness, dude. Made for this. (gasps) I, I, yeah, obviously not. I, you know, and I don't know how representative that is. I mean, certainly the younger people that, that I, I know or know of because I know their parents or something like that. I mean, they, I I don't know anybody like that, but if that's a common thing, if that's even like 10% of Gen Z, we're in a lot of trouble. That's a well, problem. Okay, it's one thing because, you know, this happened. Shoot, I remember talking to my daughter about this within the last year, talking about everything is more expensive than they thought it was going to be. Yeah. Her and her husband. I think that's common. Oh, Once sure. you get on your own, you're like, dang, I forgot. Boy, and you have to pay for that. And you have to pay for that. Yeah. And there's a heating bill. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, we've all gone through that. But this, her expectation of life is completely backwards. Like, 
someone should make sure that she has what the energy at the end of the day to go do A, B, and C. Yeah. All I can think listening to her, and I know this guy's already busy, but we need like Project Jocko to go around yeah. and help these people. Jocko Willing, uh, retired Navy SEAL. Um, because you know all these different people. How many clips like this have we heard mm-hmm. over the last four or five months from people like this? That you know, like you're capable of more than you have any idea. I truly believe that. And I think of that one clip. We played it before, Jocko. He's talking about you didn't feel like working out. Yeah. And if you don't and you play this, all of a sudden you will, you'll get up and work out. You so know? <laughs> you don't feel like it today. Right. It's 530. you had. Yeah. A long night. Whatever. A little tired. You don't feel like it. I get yeah. it. But if you don't feel like getting after it, I hope you feel like being weak. Right. I hope you feel like not accomplishing anything. Right. Because that's what's going to happen. So don't pay attention to your feelings. Pay attention to your discipline. And go get some. Yeah. So Seriously. I have people could say, oh, that's a little over the top. I'll, I guarantee you that girl has more in her than she knows. Oh, sure. Well, how much stuff do you have at the end of the week? I mean, that it takes up two full days. What are you talking about? She doesn't have any kids, it doesn't look like. Right. Doing laundry and dishes, that takes two full days? Wow. Okay, for my story today, uh, there's a double take. And maybe you heard this story. A lot of places covered it, I guess. I didn't see it. It's not going to make national media. New York Post. Um, the new state-mandated tampon dispenser in this Connecticut high school boys' bathroom was ripped down in just 20 minutes. Oh, man. Really? Really? <clears throat> um, and the principal is disgusted by this. Oh, of course. Okay. This is Brookfield High School. They put it in the boys' bathroom at 9.30 in the morning last Wednesday. By 9.52 a.m., torn from the wall, leaving tampons littering the floor. <laughs> well, of course. The principal, Mark Blanda, sent an email to students and staff. And this was obtained uh, from some local officials that let people see it. Um, and again, this is part of a new state law that mandates that each school provide free menstrual products in women's restrooms, all gender restrooms, and at least a single men's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and the principal says, I'm aware that the law says men's bathroom. But the actions today that led to vandalism and destruction of property were the work of immature boys, not men. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to play that one, are Who we? Who are you to assume somebody's gender, okay? Yes, it might have been the person identifying as a woman that ripped it down. You I'm don't just, know. Maybe it wasn't the right brand. <laughs> yeah, maybe you went cheap on it. And they were pissed. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, so anyway... And that's one of those, if you have a son and they got in trouble at school for one thing or another, knuckleheaded, they ripped down that. Are they in trouble at home? Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it's, oh, this is ridiculous. It, I, it's the law. I've heard from multiple high school and junior high teachers uh, who, whenever this kind of thing comes up in their district or in their state, they're like, these are people who have not been around teenage and preteen boys ever. Right. Because do you know how many of those are going to wind up in somebody's lunch? How many of those? Because <laughs> boys are idiots. And, and, well, dudes rock. I mean, we have a lot of fun. But we well, like immature stuff. in that case, I just stuff. find it funny. 
Yeah. Because the whole thing's ridiculous. Yes. I, I'm ready for one of those high school boys to say the principal, you know uh, who's not the real man here? You. Yeah. For not standing up against this nonsense yeah. and just going along with it. If you had any pride, you would have quit. <laughs> I would love to hear that. Best take was from my wife when she says, you know what? This pisses me off, not for any reason other than I don't remember the last time I was in a public restroom where, they, where the tampon dispenser was actually stocked. <laughs> <laughs> See, this thing has ticked off everybody. Unbelievable. All right, much more to get to. Uh, Another restaurant is closing in Oakland. You know why? Of course you do. That much more coming up right here. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history great news i went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow wow that is fast if you need extra cash go to 27cash.com that's 27cash.com 27cash.com The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this. Sad. Denny's is closing its only Oakland location. Wow. Been open for 54 years. Um, in the statement they said closing a restaurant location is never an easy decision or one taken lightly. But this one was easy because of the crime. Okay, it didn't say that. But it did say, however, the safety and well-being of Denny's team members and valued guests is our top priority. Weighing those factors, the decision has been made to close this location. Okay. In and out Burger just closed yeah. there not long ago. The crime is out of control. 
and you've seen different places closed down. It could be bad neighborhoods, and some people will cry racism. I've heard this time and time again, right? You're not going to hear that in Oakland because you've had plenty of people, including the Oakland chapter of the NAACP, blasting city leaders and calling for a state of emergency over the crime crisis in Oakland. Man. And it seems nothing can be done. Well, if it's too rough for Denny's to operate, I'm sorry. Much love to Denny's. I got nothing against Denny's. But, like, that's a place where you're going to get a delicious meal and possibly shanked anywhere in the United States. You may witness a fight at 3 a.m. Yeah. That's always a possibility, I think. I guess depending on the town. Um, but it's this strange thing where you have you know, all these citizens saying, we have to do something. How about enforce the law? Right. How about put violent criminals in jail? I don't understand it, man. Like so many people in America, it doesn't make any sense. Just enforce the law. And you can clean a lot of this up. But somehow, people are like dumbfounded. I'm just not sure what we could do. Oh, wow. I don't know. Better call in a wizard or something. (laughs) Maybe magic will show up, or maybe you can start arresting people and keep them in jail. Wow. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We'll be back next week. Okay, Alejandro Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security. Impeachment's going on. Yes. Somebody's saying, no, what? not so fast. Yeah, the, the House of Representatives is going to be moving to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas next week. Uh, now, assuming all Democrats vote against it, Republicans can only afford to lose two votes from their own party. And okay. one Republican representative, Ken Buck, says that he is not going to vote in favor of it. And he explained why on MSNBC. Okay. Well, uh, this is not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not an impeachable offense. This is a policy difference. Um, Let me, from the outset. No, it's not. No, it's not. The guy has lied repeatedly. He's done this on purpose. He's let people into the country. We don't know who they are. From the outset, say there is a crisis on the border. Uh, the, the law needs to be enforced. Um, but uh, if we start going down this path of impeachment with a uh, cabinet official, uh, we are opening a door as Republicans that we don't want to open. The next president who is. Really? Do you remember the last Republican president? What he got impeached for? A phone call? Yeah. And you're afraid of going down this road? Give me a break. Who is a Republican will face the same scrutiny from Democrats. It's wrong, and, and we should not set this precedent. Oh, my gosh. And, and this is one of the reasons why we are in the state that we are in, because we have limp Republicans like this who are like, but, but we got to protect norms. No, man. The difference is that right now Republicans or some are trying to just conserve, just protect— Whereas Democrats are playing for keeps. 
You know, again, they impeached Donald Trump twice. Okay. You know, I'm just going to say it again. This has been going on for decades. Part of the problem has been in the past Republicans, because of their donors trying to protect interests of donors, wanted people to come through illegally because it was cheap labor. That's still in play. I don't know this particular dude can buck if that's the case, but you always got to wonder, what is the real reason you're going the way you're going? And usually that's the answer. Follow the money. Yeah. Don't know that for fact in this case, well, but you would suspect it's disgusting. Um, the border, the border <laughs> yeah, shut up. is secure. That guy, like, it's not a high Weasel. crime or misdemeanor to ignore the law. You're putting the country at risk. I, I understand you're following your boss's orders, basically to not do anything. And it's this whole charade that just goes on and on and on. Oh, we got to pretend that we uh, care about enforcing the border. No, you don't. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been evident. Texas is putting up razor wire. We want to cut the wire down. Yeah. It, it, we can't do our jobs. Okay, whatever. Um, you had another piece of audio, an update from New York City. Dude, this is just really funny. You know how New York has a brand? I remember Eric Adams saying that, that they have a brand they're proud. It's yeah. not like Kansas. Kansas doesn't have a brand. You know, that. Because that's what he was talking about, right, Kansas? Yeah. Yeah, we're New York City. We have a brand. So New York City has a garbage and a rat problem. Yeah. And uh, and not surprising, a lot of big cities do. But one of the biggest problems with New York is that apparently they haven't had trash trucks that can pick up large bins. And so they did this big press conference this week bragging about how now they have garbage trucks that the rest of the country has had since like the 70s or the 80s you know they've actually got these little arms that can automatically go down secure the dumpster are you joking me lift the dumpster up it's a working (laughs) prototype jamie prototype they've been around since i looked it up since 1966 actually invented by some guy in scottsdale arizona Okay, roll this audio. I got to hear this. With the truck you see next to me, uh, it represents the future of New York City garbage collection. (laughs) And we are excited (laughs) as this prototype will collect uh, trash using automated uh, side loading so that we can service large on-street containers like the ones you see here. And wait, and we're going to be able to communicate with people in different boroughs with our new fax machine. Right. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. We're innovators here. And pick up New Yorkers' trash quicker, cleaner, and smarter. This is a working prototype designed to fit the unique needs of New York City. Unique? How? Well, because because in New York City, they've just been putting trash bags on the sidewalk. Okay. Did All you right. know that you could put those trash bags in one large receptacle <laughs> that then a truck properly outfitted with the right technology could pick up and then dump into the back of a truck? Wow. So really thinking outside the box here, huh? Yeah. With this prototype. Okay. Delivered four years ahead of expectation. 
four, four years. years ahead or 40 years behind. Well, it's yeah, like at this point, it's like 50 years almost behind the times. <laughs> In the I ri- can't help but think, okay, what am I missing with this? What is there something different with it? Is there some sort of AI, or are we just talking about no, your regular garbage truck? Talking about a garbage truck. Holy smokes, man. These guys are acting like my two-year-old son now when they see the garbage truck roll through. Oh, my gosh, what is that thing? <laughs> is it picking up the whole dumpster in the written statement? He writes, it means we'll be able to containerize trash from our large residential buildings, something people didn't believe would be possible. <laughs> innovating in new york city it's better you know it's better to actually put trash in a container as opposed to just leaving it on the street this is astounding yeah well i wonder about this too because um uh you know a lot of media is based out of new york of course Yes. And in the Northeast, and, and you know, media is also driving a lot of the uh, social, political, racial divisions in our country. Uh, of course. And yet we're always hearing about, like, I mean, Eric Adams himself just earlier this week said one of the reasons people don't like him is because he's black and he's hired a lot of other black people. I'm just wondering now if we could solve a lot of the divisions in our country if we all just had made a concerted effort to make sure that New York City got out of the 1970s. Because, and I, you know, I I genuinely believe that now because they're marveling at a garbage truck. Seriously, man, I don't even know what to say to that. That is crazy. It's so proud of it, too. (laughs) Like, check me out. Norway has a seat. We're solving problems right and left here. Four years ahead, ahead of schedule. We have a garbage truck. That's right. And then, you know, I remember poor AOC when she moved to a penthouse in D.C. Didn't know what a garbage disposal was. She did not. Maybe New York is really just a third world country and we need to, like, start sending aid there. (laughs) 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 You might have a point there. Okay. Um, Another story out there. People are talking about a new version of the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, You know, Peter Thiel, uh, Silicon Valley billionaire. Yeah. Uh, he and another guy that he's been friends with for a long time, a guy named Dr. Aaron uh, D'Souza, um, they are uh, pushing for an Olympics that not only allows but encourages the use of performance-enhancing drugs. They're saying, oh, no rules. You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So they plan to uh, provide more details in April. Uh, They're going to promote this thing uh, April 17th in Paris during the Summer Olympics, which then began in July. Uh, They're going to have five events. That's the plan right now. Swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, track and field, and combat. And it'll be held once a year at already existing locations. So they're not planning on building up new venues and whatnot. It's We'll find a venue that maybe hasn't been in use for a while, or maybe there's an off-season happening, and we'll do it there. Uh, instead of just losing billions of dollars every every uh, every time you put it on, like the Olympics do. <laughs> so, and their their basic their their whole thing is, hey, we believe in my body, my choice. So, if you're a top tier athlete and you want to use these drugs, then do it for our entertainment. 
The thing is, my first gut reaction is it's not good. It's going to influence kids in the wrong way, and they're going to be taking these drugs that they have no idea how it's going to affect them later on. And as I say all that and believe that, then when it comes time when it's actually on, would I tune in to watch it? And my gut reaction is, without thinking about it, is yes, I would. Yeah, probably. Well, you want to know, okay, if they are free just to use, are they going to be breaking records? No. I mean, are you going to see stuff you've never seen before? And then the swimming, are they going to allow a dude that says he's a woman and also roid up? <laughs> Is that going to be in play as well? You have no idea. No. But for uh, for Peter Thiel, the part of the thing is he's kind of he, – he believes in some kooky stuff about – maximizing the potential of biology and all of this like he wants to be cryogenically frozen when he dies so that when science gets to the point he can be revived um and and so they're basically part of it for him is interested in seeing what different concoctions come up with these athletes and how much more physically dominant they can be right well and you would never hear again i have never used steroids Period. You'd never hear any other athlete. They'd be like, well, yeah. Okay, so maybe I did because it was legal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I would probably tune in for it. I, I, gut feeling is it's bad, but we'll see what happens. Say it that way. You know? <laughs> and leading into that, thinking about other things going on in the world and with Iran, everything in Israel, Gaza, uh, you know, Russia, Ukraine, there's a whole lot of, as they say, unrest in the world, and people get nervous about this stuff all the time. Yeah, they do. You, and not, not just because of the safety and security of our people at home and abroad, but because you also want to know about your finances. I mean, it's just yep. one of those things. Uh, a lot of people want to know, are my investments, are my savings going to be protected? And it's not too late uh, to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold that's where Birch Gold Group can come in and help you. And as opposed to other investments, gold does thrive in times of uncertainty, and it's an important part of just diversifying your savings. Yeah, Birch Gold, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a uh, tax-sheltered IRA in gold. Uh, that's their specialty. Uh, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text MVCR to 989898 for a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've got countless five-star reviews and thousands of happy customers. What you got to do is just let the pros at Birch Gold Group show you how easy it is to protect your finances through precious metals. Again, text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. Yeah, that's, that's it. MVCR to 989898. Even I can remember that. There you go. And that's something. The KDD. Okay. There's much more to get to. Do you remember the dude in Louisiana that made a joke on Facebook during COVID and was arrested? He's getting some money. <laughs> that and much more coming up. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. 
inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins will be back next week. Saw this out of reason. Maybe you remember this story. Our friends in Louisiana, I'm sure do. This dude made a joke on Facebook when the COVID lockdown started, like a zombie joke. And uh, he was arrested immediately. He's been awarded $205,000 in damages. Oh, there you go. If you remember, it went like this. Um, It was on a Friday, March 2020. The story goes a dozen or so sheriff's deputies wearing bulletproof vests descended upon Wayland Bailey's garage at his home in Forest Hill, Louisiana with their guns drawn, ordered him onto his knees with his hands, quote, on your bleeping head, and arrested him for a felony punishable by up to 15 years in prison. The SWAT-style raid was provoked by a Facebook post, which Bailey had made a zombie-themed joke about COVID-19. Recognizing the harm inflicted by that flagrantly unconstitutional arrest, a federal jury last week awarded him $205,000 in damages. He said, yeah, I feel vindicated that the jury agreed with my post that it was satire and that no reasonable police officer should have arrested me for my speech. What did he say? He alluded to the Brad Pitt movie World War Z. (laughs) Sheriff's office um, have issued the order if deputies come in contact with, quote, the infected, they should shoot on sight. Uh Lord have mercy on us all. Hashtag COVID-19. Hashtag we need you, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, people definitely would take that seriously. Yes, that's the whole point. Like, what? So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. This has gone on yeah, for a while. That's pretty tame as far as some of the COVID memes I saw. I know. I mean, that's, hmm. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> by the way, just a funny post to share. It was Scott Adams. Um, Dilbert creator, and he's been in a lot of trouble with the powers that be in media. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw him. He put it out there on X saying, you know, some studies have shown, have shown that senility can be infectious. And maybe this has happened to Kareem Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Being around Biden, he was alluding to that. I don't It's just kind of funny. I hadn't seen the clip. And it was a reporter asking Kareem Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, about Boeing and safety flying. And she has a hard time. We'll just put it that way. Are you guys confident that the leadership at Boeing can execute that pivot back to safety? Look, um, I, I, what we want to make sure and what FAA wants to make sure, and it is their top priority, that uh, we make, that 
the safety, obviously, the safety of Americans as they fly across the country, uh, obviously, and beyond, uh, is safe. And that is what we want to be very, very clear about. Uh, I can't speak to, um, obviously, there's an investigation going on. They're looking into it. Uh, I'm going to let that investigation go, go forth. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of that. Uh, but obviously, we're concerned. You know, obviously we're concerned. We want to put uh, American safety, we put American safety first. That's what FAA does. Uh, but I'm not going to get into um, the leadership of Boeing. I'm, I'm not going to get into uh, specifics of that. Uh, FAA has acted. They've taken action. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to let that process move forward. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. <laughs> okay. What did you think hearing that? I think I felt something behind my eyeball pop. Hmm. Like you could have just taken the last five seconds of that. Say, if you're Corrine Jean-Pierre, just say, hey, look, you know, the FAA is handling all of this. Uh, I'm not going to speak to that from here. Leave it there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just have to wait until the full investigation results are out and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, biggest <sighs> story today, David. Biggest story of the day. We're run by idiots. It really is, man. Well, and you had that story. Our president is getting cues from Morning Joe on MSNBC. It's a fascinating story. Hit that in news update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer Scott Robbins. Is out. He'll be back next week. Okay. So the president is quote obsessed with MSNBC's Morning Joe. Yeah, this may explain uh, why exactly everything is going so badly because. The crew at MSNBC's Morning Show, Morning Joe is what they call it, because it's hosted by Joe Scarborough. Get it? Morning Joe? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, they're insane, and this is apparently uh, their insane ramblings are what's informing the White House and the president himself. Axios had the story. They said, when White House aides appear on MSNBC's Morning Joe, they're often booked between 7 and 7.40 a.m. <laughs> E.T., uh, that's so that they will reach one crucial and loyal viewer, and that would be President Joe Biden. It actually affects how the White House runs and who Biden listens to. The president often calls co-host Joe Scarborough to get Joe Scarborough's take on issues and sometimes vent about media coverage. Vice President Kamala Harris also watches Morning Joe. She and Second, uh, second Gentleman Doug Emhoff hosted a dinner last month at the vice presidential residence for Joe Scarborough and his wife, co-host uh, Mika Brzezinski. They're all rubbing elbows with one another. And the thing is, I I do think that th those two in particular, I, I don't know how much of it is really about influencing the president as much as it is the president influencing them. I mean, it's probably some sort of symbiotic relationship there. Mm -hmm. But they get to feel like the cool kids club and all of that. And so they get to uh, dictate policy. And, and you know, I, I just remember liberals melting down because oh. uh, Sean Hannity 
a guy who doesn't call himself a journalist, by the way, had a uh, and still maintains a friendly relationship with Donald Trump. And to think Morning Joe used to have a relationship with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, they did. They dined together at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. He was he had their number. He could call into the show anytime he wanted in 2015. Yeah. And, and but so then some, it turned sour. Yeah. And something actually clicked here. Remember, this was a while back. This was after, uh, was it the Air Force Academy? Uh, Joe Biden gave a speech, and then he fell on stage. Over the sandbag. Yeah, he got, he got sandbagged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And Mika Brzezinski, I wonder if this was not at the suggestion of Joe Biden himself, or maybe Jill Biden, Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, when Mika Brzezinski went on the air and blamed the staff for the fact, not th- that he just tripped over a sandbag, but that he shakes hands with ghosts, doesn't seem to know where he's going, doesn't seem to know where he is. I remember you brought this on at the time. And we're like, oh my gosh, are you saying the sitting president can't do this on his own? Yeah. Really? He's 80. You need to be there for him. And you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. Okay, let him do his job, let him do his speeches, let him work on policy, let him do his connections in Congress, unlike any president that we've seen. (laughs) You need to be his eyes and see things that are clearly on the ground to avoid. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know, since Clinton. But my God, do a better job. Because you can't have these video images of the president tripping or the president, like, going the wrong way. And it's your job to make sure he gets from one place to another. He can handle the presidency. You have to handle his schedule and where he goes. Well, and and, and the schedule. It makes me mad. Makes me mad. Yes, it does. I've been out of Iraq and Iran, uh, Iraq and Iran, but Iraq, not Iran. I misspoke. Iraq and Afghanistan. Stafford, tell him where he's going. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, that, that had to have been scripted out by Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, right? That's, that sounds, sounds like, like a wife it. defending her husband. It does. More than it does. Yeah, I mean, it's totally nonsensical when you think about it to, to you know, have a, a cable news host saying, yeah, I know the guy, you know, looks for dead people in the audience when he knows very well that they're dead. Um, I know. Well, he, what could the staff do in that situation? Right. They had just shown a montage of this lady and the whole reason they're there is because it's a tribute but then he thinks she's he's looking for her what's his staffer supposed to do right before he speaks remember she's dead right there's probably i mean we've seen his note cards the oh yeah the the there's got to be some staffer in there here's that it's like what do you want me to do i literally include like pictures names what question they're going to ask right you know yeah, what else do you want me to do in this situation? I'm sorry. I, is somebody on sandbag watch? <laughs> Apparently. The guy fell multiple times going up the stairs into Air Force One. They had to use the lower step version of the staircase now. Yes. And they've got him wearing uh, dress sneakers because he's a yes. fall risk. Yes. That's not stage man. But anyway, it, in light of the report from Axios, I mean, it, it makes more sense why she would do that because... She was told by somebody in the White House 
hey, Joe's kind of feeling bad about the fact that he's senile and falls and, right. you know, shakes hands with ghosts and gets lost a lot. Could you cheer him up a little bit, Mika? Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, I don't know what else you're supposed Spe- to do. Inspection machine. <laughs> Self-detect and stop fentanyl coming out of our southwest border. Help him speak better. Do all those things. Saw this story, man. This is a tough one to hear. This is crazy. And we've got to get rid of these crazy far-left people that are in charge of all sorts of different things. Kids are suffering a lot in a lot of different places. Baltimore is pretty well documented. And I saw this at Hot Air. And this is crazy. A teenager who is a convicted rapist has been allowed to return to the high school, and parents were not told about it. Yeah, that's a problem. The student in the case is 15 years old, just last month convicted of having sex with a minor child last year. Member of his own family. It's awful. Um, by the way, the girl's mom has said she struggles. She's in therapy. I wouldn't wish what we've gone through on my worst enemy. And it details that. It's just absolutely awful. And then you get to the story of this kid is now back in the high school. You know, and the Fox affiliate there also then discovered that the same student, this 15 year old, is facing similar charges in a second case involving another young child. And so, again, this kid's walking around the school. Parents of, you know, 1,300 kids haven't been told about it. Parents are very upset about it, and as well they should. So you had this reporter from the local Fox affiliate um, trying to ask the Department of Juvenile Services Secretary, Vincent Chiraldi, a question. He just keeps avoiding the question. I mean, the, even the governor is like, we got to look into this. So I play you part of this guy trying to avoid questions. Mr. Chiraldi, um, Chris Pabst with Fox 45. We've, we've sent your office a couple uh, emails concerning Patterson High School and the convicted rapist who was a student there. Yeah, and uh, the, the comms folks are getting back to you guys on that. Uh, I think oh, yeah. that should happen today. Thank you very much. Okay, do, well, do, do you think... Well, you. I'm shaking hands. Oh. <laughs> okay. well, he's reaching out to shake, saying, oh, I'll shake your hand. Do you think it's appropriate no, no, no. that a convicted sex offender is a student inside of just, a public high school? Uh, can you just hold on just one second? Well, I'll get, I'll get, you're the on. secretary right of back the Department of Juvenile Why are you walking away from him? So, yeah, and then he grabs his microphone. It's odd. <laughs> Why are you taking my microphone? Sorry, you're you're the secretary of the Department of Juvenile Services. We, I mean, what do you what do you say to parents who had? Uh, no, I thought. What, we, what, what you do you say to parents us, who had? We will be responding to you students at this school. Well, why, why won't you just answer a question? I don't understand. How you doing? Sir, I just can you just give me one? Can you give me a minute? And then what's this? Are oh, you trying to do the paparazzi thing? So what are you saying? What do you say to parents who had students that were in class with a convicted sex offender and they didn't know? So I think that uh, you should get the response for us in the proper way and not do paparazzi stuff right outside of paparazzi. Like I'm at a public event, sir. It's at a public event. Yeah, right. So Weasley. And then you come to find out um, when this guy was at Columbia University just a few years ago, he argued that maybe sex offender registry should be ended. (laughs) Sounds like another activist, doesn't it? Uh, It sounds like somebody needs uh, to have his hard drive checked. (laughs) You wonder.
you certainly wonder. Saying, you know, the stigma creates an underclass of people who struggle to find a good job and safe place to live. They're not subhuman because of that behavior. Again, the rape of a three-year-old and the sexual assault of a two-year-old says, I feel like we've got to let that go. And I think that we won't win the policy debate until we remind people that even when you do a really bad thing that some people find very disgusting, you're still a human being. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're a human being. You need to be locked up. You can't be led back in a school. No. And you don't tell the parents? Well, you, And if you're talking about like a like toddler aged? Yes. Yeah, no, no. If, I know maybe this isn't politically correct, but if you... Uh, rape a toddler you are subhuman a lot of people i do believe would argue that yes um a lighter story that involves a school this would be a daycare um this is making the rounds this daycare in pennsylvania having issues with this little girl Mm -hmm. apparently she's got uh so they say a dirty mouth she swears a lot she recently learned some swear wood swear words including the the big one the f one Uh Uh-oh. And she won't stop using it around the other kids. (laughs) So the girl's mom told the daycare it's okay to stick her in the bathroom and let it just get it out of her system. (laughs) So apparently someone who runs the place set up a camera with the mom's permission and they posted it on social media. And it's a full minute of this little girl just swearing. Have you heard this yet? No, I haven't. Okay, we'll enjoy it together. Since we've had some issues with cussing. Okay. We are not cussing anywhere but in the bathroom. Okay. And we are not going to give the finger anywhere but in the bathroom. Because we can't teach our little friends that we're doing this. Okay. So. See, you just laughed out loud. <laughs> flipping them <laughs> so off, she's too. flipping the bird. <laughs> what does she think? She's an illegal immigrant in New York? Right. we got to stop that. <laughs> so, Mommy said it's okay for you to do this in the bathroom. That way you don't get in any more trouble and we can move forward. Got it? Yeah. Only in the bathroom. Okay. All right. All right. Are you about finished? Holy no. mackerel. Hurry up. Okay. are you done? Yeah. All right. Did you get it out of your system? We're not going to do that anymore, okay? Okay. okay. So I got to tell you. I first see this story, my reaction is, okay, you're a bad parent. What happened? And then I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't come strong with that take. It's happened to other people that I know. As a matter of fact, it happened to somebody really close to me. And it wasn't that long ago. And I don't want to out him or anything like that. Yeah, it's this guy named... Uh, David Dan Camp, yeah, who... Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's me. All right. So, well, well, it wasn't like that. I mean... Not like my Your kids son are was walking saying in. the F word, David. Well, it's not like they're walking into daycare flipping double birds, though, or anything, and, and, and saying that around. But there was one day, and it wasn't directed towards the kids. Don't, you know, nothing like that. They're... But he did say it at daycare, didn't he? No, he did not oh. say it at daycare. That you know of. That I know of, yeah. Right. Well, I, well uh, something had happened, and it was a frustrating thing, and I may have said the F word. I might have a potty mouth when I'm not on the radio. Um, Are you working on a project? Yeah, maybe. And it was just, ah, yeah. bleep comes out. A couple hours later, we're sitting down, getting ready for dinner, and my, my son, two years old, well, he heard Daddy say a fun word, and he decided Roll he it. was going to repeat it a lot. Roll it. What? I guess so. 
Now, outside of that one day, I've never heard him say it again. Because I, so, I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to react. I'm not after going to. After videoing him. Well, To yeah. share with me and Robbins. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm not, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to scold him. It's like, right. okay. Because, you know, he's not really at that age where he can really understand reasoning. Like, hey, these are things that we don't, these are words that we don't say. It seems like. If I say that to him, he'll just want to say it more. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Kind of let it roll. And I've never heard him say it since. But thank God he didn't say it around mom at the time. Yeah, that's a good thing. Just wait until he's around Uncle Scott again. (laughs) Then he's going to have a whole new vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) Remember a kid had a stuffed fox? You can imagine. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We got to get to a news update and touch up with the Friday Five in just a few right here. list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenix Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that ad on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text order to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text O-R-D-E-R to 42424. That's order to 42424. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! All right, the Marshley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Marshley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins will be back next week. News update, David Van Camp. We got this ongoing controversy with the Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, who was, at, at least was, allegedly romantically involved with the special prosecutor that she put on the Trump election interference case. Yes. Uh, his name is Nathan Wade. New court documents show... Uh, Nathan Wade admitted to having a personal relationship with her. Oh. 
uh, starting in 2022. Okay. But all those trips that we took, I know I was making a lot of money, maybe more money than other prosecutors were making, and maybe there were more experienced prosecutors that could have been put on the case. Yeah. He says, yes, we did travel. Yes, we had a romantic relationship. Uh, but I never used county funds directly to pay for those trips. They all came out of my personal bank account. Oh. So you got paid about $700,000. <laughs> And you use some of that money to take trips with your lover, who was also your boss. But it didn't come from that account from the county, so, right. so it's okay. Was anybody thinking that he used a county credit card for this? No, of course not. All right, keep an eye on that. Oh, our Friday Five. Got to set you up. You had this idea yesterday. It's Women's Heart Health Week. Yeah. So we ask, who are the greatest women bands of all time? The leader has to be a woman, or at least two other women in the band. Mm -hmm. Has to be a band. It's a great list. If you want to get in, the number is 1-888-485-MVCR. 1-888-485-MVCR. Women bands. Next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins is out. He'll be back next week. It's Friday. That means time for our Friday Five countdown, and it starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five countdown we do every week. This week, in honor of Women's Heart Health Week, the greatest women bands of all time. So it's not women solo artists. Yeah. It's got to be a band. But it could be a woman in front of a band. Mm-hmm. Where she has to be the leader of the band, or there has to be at least two women in the band. Is that the rule? Yeah. Okay. So, in other words, if you had one female member of the band, like Smashing Pumpkins, that would not qualify. Right. Got to have two. Or one. the one has to be the leader. Try to make it as confusing as possible. Well, that, yeah, that's the goal. That, ma that makes it mm -hmm. fun. Absolutely. It's a great list. Um, and, you know, always say this. The list would look a lot different if you only went by personal taste. Yeah. But when you put how big was this artist at the height of their power, do they stand the test of time? And then personal like, it changes it up. Because there's a couple that probably wouldn't be there. But you, it's undeniable. It's just huge you're, and test of time. You're already working the ref here because you're a little ashamed at one of your picks. I, I'm not. Well... I'll say this, none of it's on my playlist, personal playlist, none of them, but it's undeniable. Yeah. You can't, you got to be true to the list. Yeah. All right, the number's 1-888-485-MVCR. Who's first up today? Uh, let's talk to Jim in Portland. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Yeah, you were talking earlier about kids where they learn bad words from, you know, I learned bad words from my parents with the exception of the 
the F one. I didn't learn that until I started watching hockey. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> and did you know, Makes David, sense. that your Dallas Stars actually have a player with the last name Hawkenpaw? <laughs> I'm not joking. Gotta get him Anywho. a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I'm going to go with the sisters of Ann and Nancy Wilson, better known as Hart. Oh, well done. You're going to have a great weekend. Number one. That's like a no-brainer right there. I mean, yeah. Huge band, huge test of time. I like this band. Shout out to Johnny in Seattle. That, that was his number one. And... I think I just told you last week out of the blue mic. I went down a rabbit hole on Heart last night. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, Disturbed, the band, has a new song out with Ann Wilson. Really? And I'm like, she's such a great singer. And then I go watch live Barracuda from, like, 76 mm. or 77. And then I see another live cut. And then it's just down the rabbit hole. What a great band. I loved them, you know, as a kid. And never stopped. And then they had that resurgence in the 80s. And they were huge. I mean, just test the timer for sure. Great number one. All right, we're off to a good start. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. If that young lady thinks that a 40-hour work week is a challenge, she should try calling into the Friday Five each week for a suitable song to share. It would break her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Scott Robbins likes. <laughs> this is an honor of Scott Robbins, The Runaways. Yes. I Every time I hear this, <laughs> it's not the same without Scott singing along. Yeah. Or him talking about going and seeing them when he was a kid. Yes. Or he was like in awe. Like, oh. Yeah. Those ladies are hot. Lusting after The Runaways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then he always has to say, I w well, I was that age. Right, exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, he wasn't 40. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay, good honorable mention. Up next, uh, let's talk to uh, Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen, can I blame all of my shortcomings and failures on my black wife, Monica? Yes. And does that, yes. Does that, does that revoke my privilege, my white privilege? <laughs> it cancels hmm. it out, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. All right. Well, that's all I had for you. I think I'm going to go with Grace Slick, Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. So I'm looking this up yesterday. And, of course, they had a great run. That song, White Rabbit. I'm looking. Those were the only two Jefferson Airplane songs to crack the top 40. Now, later with Starship, did it again. Grace Slick didn't sing as many of those songs with Jefferson Starship, but, man, what a run. Fantastic. All right, still looking for two, three, four, and five. It's the greatest women bands of all time. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Debbie in Milwaukee. Hey, Debbie. Hi, guys. Love your show. I'm glad to get through and be able to talk to you again. Debbie, it's been a while. So, yeah. I know. I know, guys. Well, um, hey, my guess is Blondie. Making Milwaukee proud. Number two. <laughs> I 
Have we established before that I probably like Blondie more than anybody else on the show? Yeah, probably. I, yeah. I like Blondie. I don't love them, but I, I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I bought those records. <laughs> Deborah Harry. She's great. And to me, she has a distinct voice. Oh, for sure. You totally know that it's her. I mean, sometimes you forget how many great songs they had. Yeah. There, <laughs> there was one time where I, I had my, uh, I had just gotten my truck, and it was the this is the first car I've ever owned that had like a Bluetooth connection for music. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I had to take the truck into the mechanic for just an oil change and and whatnot. And the guy starts up the truck. And the Tide is High had been playing on my playlist. So I'm sitting within range of the Bluetooth. And it's, here's this mechanic, a good old boy from South Texas, you know, and, you know, turns it on. And here it is. The Tide is High. And I just, I'm like, just just leave me in a ditch somewhere. I'm I'm embarrassed. No, man. I think. Robins can't stand that song. My wife can't stand that song. I have a soft spot for it. I don't mind it. I I, I, I like Rapture. I mean, I, <laughs> I like a lot. I do I like a lot of those Blondie songs. But anyway, okay. Um, so we got number one, number two, looking for three, four, and five. Who's up next? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. Good to hear your voice. How are you? So. Well, I'm doing good and listen to you, so that's even better. <laughs> oh, thanks. As, as usual, every day. But today, um, of course, mine has already been taken, and the lines were extra busy. But I'm going to go with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Good call on that, yes. Had a great run. And then it's... I guess became a solo artist without the Black Hearts. Yeah, I got I got a little bit confused as to where she would rank because of that. Like, is she more of a solo artist? Does she count as being the, the front woman for a band? Yeah, that's a fun show. I saw her twice. Once in the '80s, once in the '90s. All just fun, especially at a party yeah. type festival atmosphere. Because, again, so many great songs in the catalog. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Paul in Washington. Hey, Paul. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Great, Paul. How are you, man? I'm good. Happy Friday. You too, man. What you thinking today? <laughs> uh, I was thinking uh, about Fleetwood Mac. Oh, you know what? This almost got booted. Yeah. It really did. Number um, three. Why did you make it cry? We're going through this yesterday. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, Fleetwood Mac's in play, right? <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think of the name of this now. Shoot, man. There is a book out within the last few years based. It's a fictitious character, but it's really about Stevie Nicks. Hmm. And my daughter read it and absolutely loved it. And so over Christmas time, it was all these questions about Stevie Nicks. (laughs) So, you know, it was just a cool conversation busting out these records. It was cool. Again, man, the library of stuff there is just massive. Okay, still looking for number four and five. It's the greatest women bands of all time in honor of Women's Heart Health Week. 
If you think you know, got to guess. The number 1-888-485-MVCR. Again, 1-888-485-MVCR. We'll wrap it up next. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history great news i went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow wow that is fast if you need extra cash go to 27cash.com that's 27cash.com 27cash.com David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, he is out. He'll be back next week. Uh, got a news update to get to. A piece of audio you have. I can't wait to hear. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Um, somebody's very upset in Boston yeah. about the illegal immigrants there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for our countdown today, for our Friday Five. Number one. Yeah, there's your number one. Heart. Because we're doing the greatest women's bands of all time for Women's Heart Health Week. So the leader... Of the band has to be a woman, or there has to be two women in the band, or it can't be a woman fronting a band, like Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That was an honorable mention. Blondie was at number two. Fleetwood Mac at three. We're still looking for number four and five. And back to it, David. Uh, let's go to Kitten in Washington. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Kitten? Oh, it's not going expecting on. a dude. Got to be honest. It's a, No, it's a Keaton, like Michael Keaton. Keaton. Oh, okay. So the yeah, next time yeah, you yeah. see Van Cave, you're going to want to throw down for calling you Kitten. So, so, so Kitten, how uh, are you doing? <laughs> golly. <laughs> oh, doing well, doing well. Nice Friday. Yeah, man. What you um, got today? So I'm going to go with one of my high school crushes, uh, Evanescence. Oh, yeah, man. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Wake up. 
That song was huge. Yeah, it was. They had a run. It's tough to get into the top five. Because every band that made it had quite a length in the career. You know, like there's there's a few that it's like big at the time, but like test of time. Like Scandal with Patty Smythe. It's a little run, but then she went on to be a solo artist. Man, that was big. Oh, there's another one. Like, uh, that was one song, Katrina and the Waves. So that was an honorable mention. Yeah. All right, who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Henry. Henry? Do you make Hi, it? Hi, Kitty. Hey. This is, this is Kitty. Oh, that's Kitty. Okay. Hey, Kitty. Hi, how are you? Doing great, Kitty. What you thinking today? Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you guys, and I freaking <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> and, like, who doesn't want to freaking walk like an Egyptian with the bangles? There you go. <laughs> freaking right. The, the bangles. So. The good news is I didn't have a stroke, Keaton. I'm sorry. There was somebody else named Kitty. Now we understand on the it line. All. It all comes around. By the way, I hesitate to promote this, but I'm going to go ahead anyway. Susanna Hoffs on social media is hilarious. Oh, it's great. So you follow you followed her yeah. too. Yeah, I, the I, yeah, I love that. Like on Monday, she'll just do an acoustic version of Manic Monday, just a quick little video. She has aged very, very well, I will just say. And gracefully. Yeah. Like, which almost seems rare. Mm hmm. But I know exactly what you're saying. So, okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Eric in Indiana. Hey, Eric. Hey, hello. How are you guys? Doing great, Eric. How's Indy? Good. Well, I'm in Vincennes, actually, about two and a half hours south. Got it. Well, thanks for checking Got in, it. man. What yeah, you thinking today? I'm going with four non-blondes. Oh, yeah, man. Well, let's see. <laughs> big song, big test of time, but that's like the only song that anybody knows from. Yes. Man, we used to get calls for that all the time at Rock Radio. Crazy. Yeah. And it was, it, people either absolutely loved it or completely hated it. Yeah. It was one of the two. You know, another band had a great run. Um, I went back to Ohio. The Pretenders, Chrissy Hine. But my city was gone. I'll always think of Rush when I hear that song. Oh, yeah. That's, and it, no they, we played that at Rock Radio long before. Yeah. But then uh, he owned it after that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard it, I was actually uh, program director at a news talk station. And I had it on a different radio station. I had never heard that song on the radio Because you're right, Rush owned it. Yes. And... I was like, I, and I was super confused because I had just gotten in the car and I'm hearing this play and I'm like, oh, I guess it's, that's weird. Rush isn't on right now. And, right. And then going, man, this bed's lasting a long time. I, oh, I'm listening to the classic hits station. <laughs> yes. Well, that was just an album rock song. They didn't release it at top 40, but album rock played it. So, all right. We got two left for greatest women bands. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, aloha Friday, gentlemen. Aloha, Brian. 
Hey, well, got? I know I talked smack last week about Mary like hitting her knockoff number once. Mary, <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Joe Biden made me do it. Um, I there love you. You did get your call in, and yes, today was unusually hard to get in. Um, hey, wondering, when uh, Joe Biden is actually in a locker room, does he start off his conversation while striking the Captain Morgan pose, drying his nether region with, <laughs> say hello to my little friend? <laughs> um, I'm going to kick it off with ABBA. Yes. Number four. It's undeniable. Sorry. Brian, the test of time. Image in my head, but I can't do that. I know. I don't appreciate that. I'm trying to stay focused. I think you're going to have to be banned from the phones from now on. (laughs) Take a chance on me. Okay. I guess we better burn through five. Yeah, we should. Yeah. All right. Number five. On your strength of vote, David. I love No Doubt, man. They had several songs that were hits, and I still hear them. Don't speak in public. Tell me if I'm wrong here. There's a reunion for No Doubt. That's what you said yesterday. Yeah. Man, that's a good five. Greatest women bands of all time. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today. Biggest story of the day is while uh, Democrats are saying, hey, we need to make this deal with the border crisis and all of this. And Republicans, they don't want to solve the problem. Well, you're you're hearing a lot of people, not just in border communities, starting to really freak out about what's happening in their cities. Boston, of course, a big focus has, has happened there, that where they shut down a rec center in mm-hmm. uh, an underserved community, as the left calls it. Yeah. And there are people who are not happy. And I have some audio of a guy who lets people freaking have it. Do you have it all edited? I believe so. Well, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Right. We'll get to that much more coming up. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I got a couple. One just breaking now. Uh, Carl Weathers, the actor, Rocky, Predator, Happy Gilmore, of course. Yes. Um, He passed away, 76 years old. I guess he had been dealing with some illness. I'm not entirely sure on that. Again, this is like, this is just breaking. Um, Wow. But they said he died peacefully in his sleep. Uh, yesterday, uh, he was an exceptional human being, says the, uh, says the statement from the family who lived an extraordinary life through his contributions to film, television, the arts and sports. He has left an indelible mark and is recognized worldwide and across generations. You know, thinking about the characters he played and how some of his quotes have lived on for so long. And sometimes it's, you know you know, within culture, and sometimes it's within, say, your personal circle, whether that's friends, family, whatever. Um, and remember the scene in Rocky Three, where Rocky's saying, uh, we'll train tomorrow, train tomorrow. What's the matter with you? We'll train tomorrow. 
there is no tomorrow. And he freaks out on him. There is no tomorrow. That has gone on in our family for so long now. Because I was trying to talk my nephew into meet me at the gym. I just wanted somebody to play basketball with. <laughs> like, you want to make the team next year. It's like, yeah, it's some other time. Yeah. There's no tomorrow, man. And so he will st still send me clips of Carl Weathers, mm -hmm. you know, over social media. And then, of course, with Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I mean. And alligator bit my hand <laughs> off, which we've used on this show I don't know how many times. <laughs> oh, man, it's sad to hear that. Okay. So that's one news update. Another out of Boston? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, very controversially, the, uh, the city of Boston, the, actually the governor of Massachusetts, Maura Healy, announced it, uh, that they would be shutting down a uh, neighborhood recreation center Yeah, uh, where a lot of kids go, especially because it's winter, it's cold in Boston. So they, you know, go swimming there. They do all sorts of things there. It's just a community center. And they are shutting it down in order to uh, house migrants because they are out of room everywhere else. Uh, and it's really a disgrace. And, and for all of the weeping and wailing about a Walgreens shutting down in another neighborhood. Because it was racist. Yeah, That's that, what Ayanna Presley just said. Yeah, where's the weeping and wailing of this where the government actually takes away a resource for a what the left calls underserved community? We all knew this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Anybody Be that's paying attention. Because they don't care about poor people. Only claim to. Yeah. And to get the votes. So whatever. We'll stick these migrants there because mm -hmm. we can't have our donors being inconvenienced by this. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Yeah. The, the, the hashtag campaign is send them to Wellesley right now. <laughs> They're not going to do that. <laughs> I can understand it, though. Yeah. That's what you'd be saying. Hey, we're underserved here. Well, and as the transfer was happening, there was a group of protesters there. And mm -hmm. there was a, I don't know, if he looks like middle-aged-ish uh, black guy who's just screaming at everybody there. The city officials, police, and venting the frustrations that you know a lot of people in that community feel. Oh, I bet, man. Roll it. Don't give a f about the motherfucker. I was born and raised here. Y'all raised the rich. So high. Okay, a lot of beeps. Yeah. I need some help there. You don't, what he's saying, the, the clean version is y'all don't care about the people who were born and raised here. You know, you're letting the rent get raised so bleeping high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't afford to live here, but y'all gonna bring some other mother here? Bring some other mother yeah, here. Can't afford to live here, but you're gonna bring some yeah. other, yes. People yeah. here. That doesn't add up. Yeah. It doesn't make no sense. None. None. I'm homeless. I work a full time job, 40 hours, and can't pay to live here. How the are y'all gonna bring somebody else here? Don't make no sense. None. Okay, broken record. Sorry. Dude, just Jamokes on the radio. No, just. Pretty simple, common sense people. For years, politicians telling different people, we need to get you more resources. That's what I'm here for. Vote for me. I'm going to help you in all these different ways. And year after year after year, you don't see it. Yeah. They keep claiming we're the only ones that can help you. You need to vote for us. We're going to make your lives better in all these different ways. And saying to everyone else, we need more money 
four programs to help people get a better education, to get jobs, to live in better situations. And it doesn't happen. How can you bring in more people when you yourself say that you need more resources to serve the people you already have? You can't. What do you think is going to happen? Wow. And he's not the only guy. There are a lot of people out in, well, you've heard it in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Neighborhood meetings that they have. Sometimes it's city council meetings. Like, no, we can't bring anybody else here. Yeah. And, I mean, this is what happens with, you know, the left every time. We talked about this yesterday, like with schools and whatnot, uh, shutting down after school programs, shutting down, whether it's for COVID or now the illegal immigrant crisis. Mm -hmm. For the people who are always such bleeding hearts on paper and in front of microphones, the first people they always victimize, always, are the people that have to shoulder the burden of their policy errors. It's always children and poor people. Hmm. And you could say that's that's almost universally true from any government, but it's particularly sick when these people on the left go out there and try to court and successfully have done so the votes from people in tough situations, particularly mm-hmm. black people in major metropolitan areas, they get their votes and then they turn their backs on them. And as soon as, as something hits the fan, these leaders invariably say sucks to be you. Yep. Well, dude, think of it this way. Have you ever seen more of an effort from media to convince the public that a certain politician is racist the way they have with Trump. No. Never in my lifetime have they tried to paint that picture to people that, oh, this guy is just a blatant racist, white supremacist, all this other stuff. Why do you think, when you look at the bowling, record numbers of blacks are supporting Trump and plan on voting for him? Because they have seen through this now. And that, to me, that dude's just another example. Wow. Yeah, we know the race card is going to get played again and again and again throughout this year. I mean, it's every year, but certainly in an election year. And you had a clip of something that happened on The View. This is a head-scratcher, isn't it? Yeah. Sonny Hostin, who is actually billed as an ABC News journalist. (laughs) She is an ABC News journalist, according to ABC News. Maybe she just identifies that way. ABC News identifies her that way. Wow. As a ABC News journalist. Uh, News affirming care. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, She made a stunning claim while talking about how this country is super racist. Okay. There is a significant portion um, that are racist, and you can't dismiss my lived experience. I, know, I never yeah, would when say I, when I, don't, I, I would never When I say that there are a lot of racists in this country, oh, I, I just experienced hope. my son walking down the beach being called the N-word several times in Florida. There is- okay. Come on. All right, I'm hearing this for the first time, and maybe you know or don't know. After she says that, and at the very end of that clip, you hear in Florida there is there is something. No, do they just do they just go on in the conversation? Yeah, after nobody that? challenges her on that. It, it's okay. just you know, come on, man. Right. Imagine that happens in conversation, and yeah, it just happened, 
my kid was called the N-word multiple times on the beach. Hold on a second. What happened? Yeah. I mean, paint the picture of this. Who was it? Could you see the person that was saying it? I mean, that's just a normal reaction. Yeah. Listen, man. There have been so many times where people claim this stuff that it's not true. It's becoming like the old athletes say, I never took performance-enhancing drugs. Right. You've had so many that have lied, and we've seen proven hoaxes time and time again. Dude, let's just admit it. You don't believe that. I don't believe that. No, not at all. Maybe it happened. No. But from everything that's happened in the past with different declarations like this that turn out not to be true and just her history of blathering on and on, you don't believe it. No. And the point's been made many times. Yes, of course, there's racism. There's always going to be racism. And that's not a good thing. You're always trying to improve, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. But this, come on, really? And no one has any sort of care to say, that happened to your son? I'm sorry to hear that. Right. Can you please tell me what happened? Yeah, d yeah, like you said, I mean, tell me what the scene was. Her son's like 21, by the way. Like You're telling me that your 21-year-old son got called the n-word several times and didn't what just do anything didn't say anything didn't say about what it? did you say no confrontation nothing come on yeah having a hard time with that one okay so that's an update please um one other thing i wanted to get to i know sometimes people say marjorie taylor green well she's just kind of a nut you know far right mm-hmm Okay. All right. I got to tell you, sometimes when she does say certain things, I'm glad that someone has the stones to do it. And that was talking about the censure of Ilan Omar. And if you didn't hear it, well, she kind of lays it out um, later on. Um, I'm going to play this sort of out of order on purpose. Because I play the end part second, or the beginning part second, and there's a reason. But she's laying out what Ilhan Omar said last weekend and why she should be censured. Representative Omar gave remarks at an event in Minneapolis in which she made treasonous statements, whereas Representative Omar said she has spoken to many Somalians who asked her to intercede for the Somali government by pressuring the United States government into certain actions. Whereas Representative Omar assured the Somalians she spoke to, the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. Representative Omar has revealed herself to be a foreign agent acting on behalf of a foreign government. Kind of hard to argue that. Yeah. You know? Um, but what I liked about what she said was the way she started in her speech and it went like Censuring this. Censuring Representative Ilhan Omar of Somalia, I mean, Minnesota, <laughs> whereas elected members of Congress taken... And then she goes from there. <laughs> of Somalia, I mean, Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. I, I know she might drive some people crazy. I'm glad that she just has the stones to go do things like that because it should be done. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's, it's crazy that it's allowed to happen. I mean, and how many Democrats said that... Uh, you know, Donald Trump actually represents Russia over and over again. Oh, yeah. So for anybody who's wringing their hands about it and freaking out, eh, go pound sand. Yeah. One other story. 
sort of lighter. I thought it was sort of a good news story. I don't know if you heard this out of England. Cops stopped a guy. They saw him running with a refrigerator strapped to his back. Okay. Well, obviously, the guy's stealing the fridge. This guy, Daniel Fairbrother. Uh, actually, no, he's not stealing. He's training for a marathon to raise money and support a buddy with diabetes. <laughs> he's trying to break the record for fastest marathon while carrying a household appliance. Are he, you joking me? He picked a fridge and not like a toaster oven or something? <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home, I guess, I know, man. man. That's that going beast something. mode. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Pretty wild. Okay. Got to get to uh, another news update. And then Nimrod's in the news. We got a dog, a cat, four chickens. We'll explain coming up. Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority. And make it easy with America's number one meal kit, Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still getting out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text him to 321-321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text H-I-M to 321-321. That's him to 321-321. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Scott Robbins will be back next week. News update, David Van Camp. Well, new court filings again uh, confirm that the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia, uh, the woman who's going after Donald Trump, uh, is admitting now her and the special prosecutor who she put on the Trump case did have an affair hmm. going back to 2022. They're saying, okay, fine. Yes, we had the affair, says Fonnie Willis. But, hey, look, none of that money that I gave him mm-hmm. in my capacity as district attorney, none of the taxpayer dollars that went to him were used on these lavish trips, okay? None of it. That was on his dime. But his dime 
came out of the taxpayers' coffers. Yeah. yeah. And he was paid so, more than the average rate, and he didn't have the experience that most would have in that position. It sort of seems like, yeah, that you don't have to put two and two together. You pay the guy a lot of money, and then you win, wind up benefiting. And now she's going on the technical uh, aspect of it where she's saying, well, hold on a second, though. I never financially benefited, meaning I never he never gave me cash. But there are actually in-kind issues here. And that a trip would count as a payment. Well, and then that old video that got on on Earth from a few years ago saying she wouldn't sleep with anybody underneath her. Right. Professionally. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Still wonder if she's going to be back at church this week. (laughs) To talk about white supremacists coming after her, some nonsense. Who knows? (laughs) We'll keep an eye on that. Time for Nimrods. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We go to South Carolina. Joshua Harvey and Rosie Smith. 9 a.m. Monday, cop tried to pull them over for expired tags. Joshua's driving their black Honda sedan. They got away. Hmm. Cut to 245 that afternoon. Second chase. This time, Rosie was behind the wheel. Of course, they got caught. Well, one of the reasons they had spray-painted the car white to fool the cops. They could tell it was spray-painted. They spray-painted it, you say? Yes, they did. (laughs) That, That coat didn't go on very evenly, I suspect. No, it did not. You could tell. And they said, and the weirdest thing was when they pulled him over, they had a dog, a cat, and four chickens in the car. Still trying to figure that one out. Hmm. And that's Nimrod's in the news.